Do you feel like motherhood is mundane? A lot of mornings you wake up feeling like you lack joy or purpose. Do you also want to invite God into your mom life, your marriage, and your life in general, but you just don't know how? Do you feel tired, like you have no time, and you're always putting yourself last? Hi, I am Jill Warball a Christian mom life coach, and I'll be showing you each episode how to make time for you, your relationship with Jesus, and others. I'll teach you how to grow with God and apply his word to your everyday life. And most importantly, I'll be cheering you on each week, reminding you that you do have purpose and that you are worthy of a great future. You can find satisfaction in motherhood. I'm going to show you that you can live intentionally with less stress, more joy, all while serving God and others. So grab your Bible and get ready to be transformed. This is the Faithful Mama Podcast, a place where we learn to fill up on Jesus so that we can pour into others. Listen in. Looking to give your child a well-rounded education while ensuring positive socialization opportunities and their ability to succeed in life? Consider joining Classical Conversations community and homeschooling alongside local families. Led by a trained licensed director, families learn through Classical Conversations' proven Christ-centered curriculum together in a community. With locations in all 50 states and over 50 countries, there is bound to be a community near you. To find your community today, visit classicalconversations.com forward slash faithful. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so I'm excited to have you guys on today. I have to tell you, the Proverbs 31 woman for me has been like a love-hate relationship at different times and different seasons. And so when I um, just was kind of going through your stuff, I was like, oh, you know, it piqued my interest, like the Proverbs 31 woman, because it always does. And then I'm like, but what is their take on it? Because I know so many people have um, different takes on it. And I like how you guys had the modern Proverbs 31 woman, because we can kind of get lost and um, not know how to put ourselves in that situation when we read it in scripture. So um, I'm just excited that that's what you guys kind of do. And you guys are going to kind of apply it to our lives today and our listeners lives today. So I'm excited to have you guys. Well, thank you. We're excited to be here. I think when we were looking at it, it was like, she's such an amazing woman to look up to, but you know, what they did back then is very different than what we're doing now. So having to translate that, like you said, and not feel like you're disappointing in any way, you know, and, um, and still feeling like you're living up to, um, you know, standards, right. right? For yourself and for God and for your family. Right. So why don't you guys tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? Oh, I am Shana, and let me hear you the voice. Hi, that, and this you, is Vanessa. Yeah, so it's, it may be hard to tell, but um, we are Ideal Balance, and so we are life coaches, and we just help people get healthy, get organized, and get um, out of debt and financially free. And so we just, and everything that we do, you know, we 
our business and our relationship and everything is based on um, our faith. And so when we just love to talk about this modern Proverbs 31 woman, because she really embodies a lot of what we coach on. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we, we like to be really tactical, <laughs> you know, other people are so good at inspiring you and, um, and those big, big audacious ideas and, you up and, and, yeah. and encouraging. And we're over here with like, here's the bullets of exactly what, what you need to do. Uh, and that's, that's where we approached this with when we read it, it just kind of, um, jumped out at us. So we love to kind of talk, talk through this. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. All right. Well, I, let's get started. Um, so go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So we, um, so in the show notes, there is a workbook and it's a seven step guide to the modern. So it is beautiful. It's lovely. We hope you enjoy it. Um, but we're just going to kind of walk through the seven steps for you and, um, just kind of like Shana said, look at the bullet points and the tactical uh, tactical input and the ways that you can implement into this into your life on an everyday basis. Yeah, and I think um, like we kind of, you talked, kind of talked about a little bit before, it everybody has a love hate relationship with the <laughs> with the Proverbs thirty one woman, and we just we you know we love the you know that scripture. It's good. we're going to go through it, but you know, she is um, strong and energetic and a hard worker. And we believe that's how we're called to be. It doesn't mean that you have to, your, your version of uh, being a Proverbs 31 woman looks like anyone else's, but we believe that you are strong and equipped and capable of, of living um, out God's calling for you. And we think that she has some really cool tips in Mm -hmm. here. And if you just can get over your uh, maybe dislike for her for a little bit, (laughs) she's got some really great tips in here. So (laughs) she set some high standards, but that's okay. Like we love to be called, like we like to call our clients to a higher standard. And I think secretly down deep inside, we all do. And um, so this is just a great way to kind of pull you out of that. And like we said, it's going to look different for everybody and everyone, especially in every stage of life. So just take that with a grain of salt and see and, and pray and ask God how this applies to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's jump into one of the first things that we think that she really speaks to. And obviously, if you go read Proverbs 31, the second half is all about this woman, right? So um, in verse 15, she's really speaking to the importance of a morning routine, we think. And we think that's super important. It's the first things that we want to establish with our clients because it's important. Anyway, so the verse is in 15, she gets up before dawn to prepare her breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her servant girls. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, all of this is possible because she's starting her day early and the right way. She's getting up before everyone. She's setting the tone for the day. She's figuring out what she needs to do. Um, and, and she's probably making a list either mental or written down, and she's going to make sure all of that gets accomplished because like, we like to say, you know, your kids are not waking you up. Your family doesn't wake you up. You are the ones waking them up. So you set that tone for the beginning of the day. Yeah. And we kind of consider, um, this is even, this is non-negotiable. We understand not everyone's a morning person and we understand, you know, there's seasons of life and everything, but even if it's a small amount, even if it's five or 10 minutes, or if it's even more, it's non-negotiable. I think it, it really does help you set the tone for the day. And, um, and yeah, and being, and like, we, like Vanessa said, everything that we're, everything that she does throughout the day and all of the things that are happening are possible, we think, because she starts this morning routine. Mm-hmm. Do you have a morning routine, Jill? <laughs> I do. Actually, there's an episode that, um, that I did called wake up, um, for your life, not to your life. Yes. So instead of waking up to your life, like, oh crap, like <laughs> my kid just woke me up. I'm waking up to my life. No, wake up for your life. Wake up, 
for it, ready for it, whatever it may bring. And I kind of went through a morning routine in that episode. So yeah, that's very similar. Yeah. We just like to say too, you get to do this. Like you get to wake up early. You get to watch the sun come up. You get to plan your day. You get to wake up your kids and start breakfast and start whatever, you know, whatever that is. And we really enjoy time in the morning too. I know for me, like my most, my favorite time, obviously I'm very big on after the kids go to bed and then before they wake up in the morning like this, that quiet time that I get to myself to regather my thoughts um, and no phone, like do yeah. try to incorporate yeah. a Bible study in there and, and start your day yeah. without a screen. <laughs> yeah. And so some of the questions that you asked for this part is, um, and we're just going to run through them and you can go back through the workbook and do them yourself. But um, what tone do you want to set for the, for each day? How do you want to show up to the day? What actions do you need to take that mm-hmm. to feel that way? And then um, finally, what, plan would make the the rest of your day smoother and better. So that's what you want to kind of think about when you're coming into a morning routine and also go back to the other episode that Jill mentioned. And so the second thing that we think that the the modern Proverbs 31 woman or the Proverbs 31 woman is showing us modern women to do is that we are the CEO of the household. Yeah. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, if you stay home or not, like no matter what mom, sorry about your luck, but you're blessed to be the CEO of your household. Well, and yeah. we just talked about yesterday with some clients and it just seemed to be like a recurring um, topic yeah. was the wife sets the tone of the house. Like they, they, everyone follows what the mom is doing. If the mom is happy, everyone's happy. If the yeah. mom is sad, everyone's upset. If the mom is eating well, then everyone eats well. If mom's energetic and being productive and getting things done. And it seems like everyone follows suit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sounds like absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And it's funny how it's they used, um, she's like a merchant ship, and I know people kind of relate that with the next vert, well, with the next kind of phrase, which is bringing her food from afar. And while it does relate, I also think, like you were saying, that we kind of steer our household. So I relate that to like the ship, whatever, what, the, what this ship is doing, what this mama ship is doing, the rest mm-hmm. of my house is doing. So she is, she is like, she steers the course for everyone. If, if you're eating healthy, the whole house is eating healthy. If you're sad, the whole house feels the sadness. Like we are the ship, we are the one that steers the ship in our home. So, um, yeah, Yeah, I agree. Kind of think that, that all of these verses that we're going to go through real quick, um, kind of talk about is planning, budgeting, and even some business. Um, if that's something that you feel called to. So when, like you said, when she's, uh, she has like a merchant ship bringing food from afar, we think the modern version of that is obviously planning for your meals and providing, we think, high quality food for your family. Yeah. Um, one recent and thing. And spending the time to go get it. Yeah. Yeah. It takes time and energy yeah. and it's a step beyond the normal. But we, um, we used to always say, eat what God, eat the food that God made, not the food that man makes. And then our client recently says she eats Bible foods. So now we're on the yes. <laughs> Bible foods, like for the most part, obviously we're not, we don't want to, um, you know, never do anything uh, fun or for pleasure. But for the most part, like high, that's what we mean by high quality food is, is those real foods that God created. Yeah. Um, it's part of it for sure. And then hello on verse 16, she's going to inspect a field and buy it mm-hmm. with her earnings. She's planting a vineyard. We're going to equate that to being a good steward and making good buying decisions. Yeah, for sure. I mean, she's seeing and investing like she's making those decisions. She's going to the field, deciding if it's going to be a good choice for her family and she's buying it. Right. And it's so good. 
Yeah, and yeah, and modern the modern interpretation is when you're making those decisions. I mean, and we're not talking about Amazon. Like that's not that is a decision, <laughs> but we're talking about okay, when we're going to invest in a new car or not, right. or we're going to invest in this education. These are investment decisions, and then of course, obviously, really truly saving and investing your money is part of that too. Yeah. <laughs> and then and in verse eighteen, it says she makes sure her dealings are profitable, and her lamp burns late into the night. Like she's staying up to make sure that everything is taken care of, that what she did made sense, that she, she's reevaluating her decisions. Um, and again, she's staying up to make sure that what the, the whole day is finished before she lays down at night. Yeah. 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 We, we like to say she's finishing things, but she, it's not, she's not on Netflix. And so that doesn't mean that you're tirelessly working, but the, one of the things that we don't do um, a lot is give ourselves the gift of being finished with something, mm -hmm. right? Putting something like checking it off the to-do list. So just before you go to bed, making sure that the kitchen sink is actually clean or the last load of laundry is actually done so you can wake up without that hanging over yourself, right? Yeah. And so just finishing and being productive, we think that's kind of a modern interpretation maybe. And we're not saying that, you know, sitting down and watching something is bad, but we're saying take care of what needs to get taken care of first so you can feel good about when you do sit down. Right. There's, there's yeah. that. Yeah. I, I always say like, if I wake up to a dirty kitchen, watch out. <laughs> like if I didn't get to that because I spent too much time scrolling and, you know, or whatever, like that's, a, it's going to be, it's going to start off the day bad at least. <laughs> I think that's actually really self-care is like taking care of yourself in that way yeah. so that you can feel good and you don't have that, like you said, waking up to that bad mood or whatever, that's taking care of yourself. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's not necessarily the pedicure. And then in verse 24, she's making belted linen, belted linen garments and sashes to sell to the merchants. Praise God. We don't have to do that. Okay. <laughs> like that is not, that's not what it means. Okay. Everybody get ready to learn how to sell or crochet. Um, but we do think it's kind of cool that she has a side hustle or what, whatever, or maybe more than one, obviously yeah. she's doing vineyards and other things and that's okay. So it's okay. Like I bet, I think what is important in this is her household is taken care mm -hmm. of first and then with whatever overflow God is giving her, she's in whatever desires and dreams in her heart, she's got a side hustle and you can too. It's cool. It's fine. It's good. It's biblical. Yeah. yeah. And how many that, you know, they have kids and maybe they quit their job, maybe they don't, but they're crafting or they're doing this and they're doing that. They're, they're doing other things. And this is just another example of um, that being such a biblical thing is to be productive, have things going on. Yeah. That's great. Because I think some people think, um, I mean, some women, I think uh, they almost feel like, oh, it has to be all about the home and they're not like, that's what they're called to. And they don't necessarily think that they should have anything on the side. But I, when I read this, it makes so much sense that she's doing things. Number one, her, her home's her priority. Yes. And everything comes before that, but she's also taking care of her family it's still keeping her family the priority, but being called to other things. Yeah. So we should never feel like if we're called to something outside of the home that it's bad or yeah. not biblical because you can read right there two different occasions where she's doing things that are profitable for her home outside of her home. And I always like to point out how mm -hmm. the very first in, in verse 15, how she's plans the day's work for her servant girls. She has help. Right. Preach. Yes. yes. So like, so we think we have to do it all and we can do it all, but we also 
she had help to do it all. So she wasn't necessarily doing it all. She was doing many things. She was being a mom. She was being a wife. She was, she had earnings and was investing and then also working, but she had servant girls that were helping her. So if you have somebody that cleans your house, it's not, that doesn't mean you're a bad homemaker. Right. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think, um, you know, we did a podcast with another uh, lady about being home and I think sometimes that idea of being a stay-at-home mom can sometimes get a bad rap, but it doesn't, it shouldn't at all because how many moms do we know that are, yes, stay-at-home moms, but they're doing so many other things and they should be just because they're called to be home. That isn't their only focus because let me tell you, if your only focus is your kids, you're going to have no idea who you are when those kids go to school and you just need to make sure you're, like Shana said, self-care. You have to take care of yourself first because if your cup isn't filled, if you're not taken care of, then you can't take care of anyone else. Yeah, I think we could stay here all day, but I think you said it all. You can have help, and that might be yes. your children. It might be someone else. Um, you don't have to do it all, and I love that you pointed that out. Um, and so some questions you might have for this area that you can kind of reflect on is, what you, what could you improve about how you feed your family? Um, how could you be more wise or a better steward with your finances? What gets in your way of being productive? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. And then um, what could you do differently to accomplish and finish things? Yeah. Nice. Good question. The third point is um, feeling and looking great. In verse 22, it says she dresses in fine linen and purple gowns. Y'all, she's not wearing PJs all day. Come on. She is dressing herself dressing herself up. She values herself enough to dress well. I remember when my mom came over one day and she said, before your husband gets home, put on lipstick and get dressed. And I was like, I just had a C-section. I do not care. I don't want anything to do with that, but it made a difference. And you know, I'm not saying I did that for somebody else or did that. Was he going to love me any more or less? No, but it just made me feel good to get dressed and feel like an actual human, feel like a wife and not just, you know, a nursing mom. And it just, it makes a difference when you are out and about um, and you just feel good about when you can get dressed. Absolutely. I remember after my C-sections, both uh, some girl on Instagram said she made sure she got a shower every single day. And like she didn't normally shower every single day. She said she showered like every other day, typically. But postpartum, she showered every day because that was one thing she could do for herself to feel good about herself. And I took that advice after my first and I was like, this is, it's so true. Like, I feel so good. You're so grateful for a shower. Yes. I did something for myself and I feel clean and like water, something about water always feels therapeutic. And then moving beyond immediately, like postpartum. So I was in the military and then I got out to have my kiddos and I, I did go through a time where I didn't really care about what I was wearing. And I realized like, this is a job, right? This is a job. What, how am I showing up? What am I wearing mm-hmm. that like matters? And if I don't get dressed, I don't feel like doing much, right? Yeah. You're like, if I'm in PJs, then I'm lounging. If I'm getting dressed, then maybe I might actually accomplish something, yeah. right? And so it's just it's just a way. And like like Vanessa said, put some lipstick on. Like you still deserve to to feel good, right? And obviously, this is not to shame anybody who's in that postpartum right. section. That's not the time. But eventually, like you do want to. You are valuable, and you deserve to feel and look great. We think. Well, I don't think anybody ever wants to not feel good, right? Like we want to feel good about who we are, what we look like and whatever stage of life we're in. And that doesn't, that is any shape, form or whatever. Like that's different for everyone, but you just need to find what motivates you, what drives you. um, And then just allow yourself the grace to do that. Yeah. 
And then in verse 17, she's energetic and strong, a hard worker. That is one of my favorite verses in the entire Bible. (laughs) And we're not going to harp on it, but she's strong, which means maybe not in her time, but in our modern time, that means there's some sort of exercise going on, right? doesn't mean it's, you know, CrossFit or whatever, unless you love that, but it's something that's creating strength and energy and requiring discipline in her body. So think about what that might be for you. And then when she's clothed with strength and dignity, again, there's that that word word. (laughs) strength. And obviously that is physical and mental Mm -hmm. and hopefully spiritual, obviously, Um, but she's not weak or frail. Mm -hmm. For some reason, there is this conception that, or this idea that we should or can, or it's okay, or it's preferable to be to be weak or to not care about being strong. And we're not, we're not for that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's very confident in in who she is. Um, and we just, we love that because like Shana said, that is who you're called to be. You are called to be strong. You are called to be energetic. You are called to be out in the world doing things and and being productive and and having discipline. And, um, so when you do frail, feel frail, excuse me, it's got to dig a little deeper to find the why, and then try to, you know, get yourself, there's many ways to get help to do that. But, you know, coaching is, also, is, a, is a wonderful way, but it is just a way you have to get yourself from that point and, and move forward. Yeah. You have to find a way to love your life, see all your blessings, see what you're grateful for and, and something to motivate you. Yeah. Some- I, I'm sorry. No, no, no go, go ahead. ahead. No, I actually um, did a podcast, I think two or three months ago where I, talked about how I was looking up the Proverbs 31 woman, but I was looking just at the title alone and how it was called the virtuous woman. And then how it kind of broke down into all these definitions. Well, it it was actually capable. Capable was another word for virtuous. Yep. So like when you hear that word strong, not weak, she's capable. Like that's what every single one of these I, I was saying in that podcast episode boils down to. She was capable of, you know, taking care of her family. She was capable of taking care of her husband. She was capable of working. She was, she was like a super capable woman. That's what she was. And like, to think of yourself as a, as the capable woman, like it made me feel such strength when I read the Proverbs 31 woman. And if I went into everyday thinking of myself as capable, you know, it, it, it empowers me. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I think, um, when I was running today, Jill, I had, I was, I didn't feel so capable and I had to keep praying because I didn't think I was going to finish. And, and so, yes, we're capable, but we're capable because God is giving us the strength and, and, and the, the ability every single day. And when we're leaning on him and not our own strength, that's when you really, I feel, I think you feel that most, that most capable and most Mm -hmm. confident. And, and I just think capable, when you say capable to me, that means when I had to carry my two-year-old the entire time at Disney, instead of her going in her stroller, like I, that's, (laughs) you know, one of those things, like I'm capable as a mom to keep up with these lovely blessings that I have. Right. And that requires some strength, at least if you don't want to, you know, end up in the hospital afterwards. So, yeah. Yeah. And there's so much like, like we talked about the physical strength, but also there's so much mental strength here that you're capable of overcoming too. And um, so it's just all so good. So some of the questions in this one are, what are you wearing when you feel the most confident and how can you replicate that outfit or style and often? And do you feel energetic and strong? Why or why not? What would make you feel more strong and confident? And what action steps can you take to make, to make that a reality? Yes, those are some great 
question. Yeah, I like those. Good luck answering them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another fun thing that we drew out of the Proverbs 31 woman is that she's doing all of these everyday tasks. And, you know, we're thinking she's finding joy in the mundane, Mm -hmm. right? And so some of those verses are, she finds wool and flax flax and busily spins it. So I hope everybody's getting ready to go to the store. No, I'm just kidding. Mm -hmm. Um, Her hands are busy busy spinning thread, her fingers twisting fiber. Mm -hmm. And so obviously we're not doing those things anymore, but we have our own modern mundane tasks that, especially if we don't have our own version of servant girls um, that we have to do and we can find joy and do well and, and feel accomplished. You know, the things like laundry and picking up because things are never picked up uh, day after day and the dishes and all those silly, uh, not silly, but all those, what seems like mundane tasks, but we can work um, to, to just feel good about being productive and find joy in the mundane with those. Yeah. And in verse 27, she carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Now, when we look at the, she watches everything in her household. So this comes in play with the whole, she's not doing it alone. She's supervising. She's watching. If you have children and they can walk, they can help. (laughs) Shana and I were very big on the minute those babies could walk, they were doing baseboards or doing something because honestly, they love to be part of household tasks, especially when they're little, like they think it's this fun thing to do what mom's doing, do what dad's doing, be part, be present and do a good job. Like they're just excited that you're going to reward them, you know? And, um, so just don't be afraid to allow your kids and your spouse to help you do things. And, and, and the other thing is that she's aware and she's present. She knows exactly what's going on when it's happening. Um, and she's also very present. So she's in the moment, she's seeing what's going on. She's having conversations. Um, and she's not busy on screen time, whatever version that was back then. Um, and while her kids are talking to her and she's not understanding or listen fully there with them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so some questions for this, uh, for the everyday tasks that she's doing, um, section is what are some mundane tasks that you avoid or procrastinate? How can you find mundane tasks um hello praise music worship music or listen to a book or anything even meal prepping i've been watching a show like yeah i have a laptop and i've been watching a show and i'm not i'm not i'm not um ashamed i'm not anyway and then how can you work unto the lord right from colossians 323 whatever you do work at it with all your heart as for working as working as if working for the lord and then how can your family help you listen let's have a brainstorming session about that Let's have a family mm-hmm. brainstorm. We can do a whole workshop or <laughs> podcast on, on that. Um, that's important because they can help. They are your backup. They're your team. And uh, so they can help. Yeah, absolutely. And the fifth one is communicating well. Yeah. Oh, man, this is a big one. Um, you know, in verse 11, it says her husband can trust her. She will greatly enrich his life. Yeah. And so what that kind of comes down to is he's trusting her mm-hmm. um, because we're guessing that speech that she's giving out is respectful and giving. And this can be our hardest. This is our curse. And this is one can be one of our hardest um, things to overcome. The speech that we're saying, the words that we're saying to him around him are respectful and life giving. So that is a, that is a big one to kind of think about. And then also we have this thing where we love uh, to see if we can brag about our husbands instead of bashing our husbands. Cause I'm sure that you've been around certain women and certain people. And it's like, not just women, it's people that kind of, it's kind of like, let's take it down a notch. Snarky and, 
and um, let's complain about the situation or complain and then or and try then, to one up each yeah, other. Yeah, one up each other what? on the wrong on the wrong direction. Yeah. So we're like, let's see if we can one up each other on the right direction. Yeah. How can you um, tell that love story that you have? Brag about your husband. Yeah. Brag about that, and it's just going to make you feel better. And obviously, you know, if it, if it ever to get back to him and make him feel better. And then, well, yeah. really quick, Shana likes to say, you know, you get to be, he gets, he, he or she gets to be your superhero, right? Like you get to define their story. You get to say um, how amazing they are. You get to set the tone on how your friends think about your spouse. That comes from you. They're going to only think about them the way that you speak about them and the way you act around them. So that really, that falls on your shoulders. Yeah. yeah. And I noticed too, in the home, when we're doing that, when we're focusing on, what they do right. And we're focusing on that when we're talking to others. And then also just when we're at home, there's so many, no matter who you are, I think there's probably so many more things that you could find to brag on your husband about than there is to bash him about. But we as humans tend to notice the more negative things. So it is a, so it is a fight. Like it's a mental fight, a mental struggle. And in order to be a joyful wife, or a joyful mom, we have to focus on the good things, like not the, so yeah, I, I love the brag. Don't bash things because I have definitely um, fallen in that category where I've bashed in a certain situation as a joke, like in front of my right. husband, you know, like, but when they don't you find start... it very funny. Come to find out. <laughs> right. Right. Um, it was just so yeah. But when, even if you just start there, and then, right. then you, it just becomes the focus and your marriage is just so much better all around. I mean, you can just see their shoulders. What is it you say? Their shoulders go back, yeah. their chest their rise. Chest comes out. <laughs> it's just so worth it. It's so worth it. And again, like, um, you can't control anybody else, but the way you, um, when you're doing these things and when you're, when you're doing what we're talking about, you're going to feel better. Yeah. And the side, pro- the side product is that he's going to trust you and you're going to, enrich his life. And then the other thing is, so we, we also do a lot of financial coaching, Jill. So we, Ramsey has this, uh, this guy, this, uh, image that he likes to say about the barking chihuahua, right. That's around your, your, your heels. It's nipping at you. you. And so we want to encourage our husbands (laughs) instead of being the barking chihuahua. We don't want to nag. We don't want to nitpick. We don't want to do any of that. Um, it's again, it is unfortunately an easy pattern to fall into, especially if other things are are coming our way and we're just frustrated. But if you can try to think about being encouraging instead of being in the barking chihuahua, that's definitely speaking life over him. So not only do you, or should you speak life over him and to him also to other people, but, um, and, and also like it comes full circle. Like when you start doing that, you're going to see it come back and you're going to be like, Oh, we're having, oh my gosh, we're communicating so well. We have such a wonderful relationship. Wow. I can't imagine That's why this weird. happened. It's yeah. so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. In verse 26, it says, when she speaks, her words are wise and she gives instruction with kindness. You know, God always talks about um, listening twice as much as you speak, right? So when she's speaking, she's listening before she speaks. She's understanding before she says words. They are wise. They're given with instructions. She is calm and she is peaceful. And so this kind of like asks the questions, how do your words measure up to the standard? Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
this is a this is a tough one for me. <laughs> so um, so I can understand if it's tough for anyone else. But and and so I, I think that one thing is like Vanessa said, it's easier to stop to not speak so much. That might help. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna see there's a whole bunch of proverbs about that. You're gonna think super wise. But gosh, giving instructions with kindness, like I always think about the um, when Jesus looks on looks at them with compassion when he wanted to just ditch them. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to put, you know, words in, or thoughts in his mouth, but he wanted to ditch them and he looked on them with compassion. That's always how I want to show up with my children. Right. Yeah. And so that's how I see it with giving instructions with kindness and compassion. Like, yeah. please, Lord, with kindness and compassion. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's how, and the funny thing is, is like, it's so easy to be the barking chihuahua to your kids. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So easy. And I think we've all fallen into that trap every once, once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. The next, there's another verse that says her children stand and bless her and her husband praises her. Like she, is, she leads by example, right? They, or she's led by example. They speak well over her because she does the same for them. So when we talk about it comes full from circle, mom, like yep. it starts with her. And then it's a domino effect to her husband, to her kids, to the community, to the servants, to yep. whoever. Like they just, and we always like to say, you know, a happy mom, happy, happy mom, happy wife is a happy house, which leads into a happy workplace, which leads into your kids being wonderful kids and good friends to their, you know, their, um, people at school and their teachers. Like it's just overflow. It's a ripple effect. Yeah. Yeah. And so we just think that positive communication is a family standard and that, and that's kind of what we want to, uh, aspire to. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and then. Uh, verse 31 is reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her place. Praise. Listen, here it is. She is not on Instagram. Like, look at what I did. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. I just had to say that, but she's (laughs) right. And here's the deal. She doesn't have to brag Mm -mm. because they, about anything that she's done, because it all speaks for itself. That's beautiful. That is another aspiration, right? She doesn't have to brag. Her, her deeds speak for themselves. Yeah. She, um, I was reading a Bible verse this morning on my, my plan was talking about humility and I screenshotted it just to have it because it was just so good. But again, she is not having to tell anyone, look at me, look at all that I've done. Oh, let me remind you of all my successes. No, they can see it. She's quiet. She is humble. And how many, if you think of like um, a quiet leader, like that to me is so much more inspirational when you're watching somebody lead by example quietly and you just aspire to be more like them. Yeah, absolutely. I always think too, like when a business, I I think of it in terms of like a business. I know that sounds really weird, but what makes someone go to the, uh, a a particular business? It's the, if the business is humble, but all its clients are just going on and on and on about them. Like that's a business you want to go to or be a part of or shop at or whatever. Right. But if it's just the business itself saying how great they are, like <laughs> that's not, that's not going to, I mean, that might bring business at first, but that's not going to, you know, keep lasting clients. So it's like word of mouth is everything. So if she's not saying anything and her husband's blessing her, her kids are blessing her, like she doesn't need to say anything. It's it just, it's, she's, it speaks for, you know, itself kind of thing. And I always, I always kind of relate that to stay humble yeah. and, and, if you're going to get praise, it's let it be from other people. Cause that counts way more. Absolutely. Yeah. We like to say, you know, you know, you're in the business world, you know? And so we like to say, if you were to build your business off of referrals only, how much better would you treat your clients? 
And, yeah. and it's like, oh, you know, so we, we ran our business like that for a while, um, only relying on clients. And it just makes you put that little extra. It really, yeah. how can I set myself up? How can I over deliver? So that way they 100% would, we would recommend you to any because yeah. of, you know, all of the value that you're giving them. So some of the so, questions for this one would be, uh, it's in your workbook, but list three ways you can speak life over or encourage your husband uh, in your marriage. List three ways you can speak life in, or encourage your children. What do you want your children to say about you? What do you want your husband to say about you? And what do you need to do to change or to change to make those words a reality? Really good questions. I know it's going to be a dig deep workbook. <laughs> right. So then another, so we're on number six now, if anybody's keeping count. And we think one of the things that uh, she's teaching us and she's um, telling us is that she's focusing on the good. So this is big. This is so big because we, you know, we can always be fear-based if, if we so choose. So in verse 21, she has no fear of winter for her household for everyone has warm clothes. Um, and so we think fear is not a virtue. <laughs> it seems like it is in the modern world. It seems uh, to kind of uh, get a good, uh, good well, they rap. Want us. They, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's not. And she's, um, she's done her part, as, as we heard earlier, that she suffers nothing from laziness, right? And she's trusting God for the rest. So then what is there to fear about? There's no, no, that's not the, that's not the plan. And in verse 25, she's laughing without fear of the future. She's focused on joy, not fear. And I think she's focused, as we see in her daily life, she's focused on what she can control, mm -hmm. not on what she can't control. And what you can't control is usually where the fear comes in, right? So that's kind of what we're, what we're talking about with this one. Yeah, I'd like to say that you know, God can move a um, steer a moving vehicle, but he can't steer a parked one. So if you're moving, you're doing your part, you're doing what he has called you to do, just let go at some point and he's going to take care of the rest. And we always like to say too, is you get to do this. You get to live this life. You get to be a wonderful mom. You get to be a, a wife, to be a business owner. You get to do whatever that is, you know, plug in the blank. Um, and so have joy and have um, there, it, it just be happy with that and find good in it. Yeah, really good. I love that verse. She laughs without fear of the future. How many women, how many women can do that? Women are just worriers to begin with when they look, you know, well, I also think that social media doesn't help, yeah. you know, like, I just think when you can, when you are in a moment where you're, um, alone and the enemy, like for me, the enemy knows that he gets me when I'm alone. So if you're alone and you're not doing nothing and you're maybe comparing your life to others, or maybe seeing what everybody else is doing, or maybe seeing what everybody else is worrying about, then that kind of starts getting in your mind. But Oh yeah. That's a bonus tip. Um, delete all social media. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we um, Proverbs 31 woman didn't have social media and she was happy. So yeah. there you go. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, so some questions to help you focus on the good are how has God provided for you in the past? Mm -hmm. Every time you go to worry, I, if you could just refer to these things, how God has always come through for you, how God has always been faithful. It will just ease your mind, help you feel peace and obviously gratitude. So keep that list handy. And then another question is what reasons do you have to be joyful and content right now? Mm -hmm. Like you said, Jill, it's easy for our mind to focus on the negative, but mm -hmm. if you are purposeful, there's going to be way more, 
way yeah. more to be focusing on being joyful and content right now. And then obviously uh, another question you could ask is why do you have no reason to fear the future? And you can find all kinds of Bible verses to help you out with that one. You can. Yeah. <laughs> I think time and time again, God, you can look back and find the times that God has blessed you, blessed you. And every time he has, it's when I stepped out in faith. I've like, gotten on the ladder and took the next step, even though I couldn't see the next step, I took it and he was always there. It always worked out, but you, that it takes faith. You have to rely on him and always worked out. But sometimes in the moment we get scared, we think of all the the, the cons and we get, you know, we get nervous, but again, just let go. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Okay. So we're on the final point. And look, this is, this is a smaller part, but it's so important to us. And it's one of our favorite things. So we just definitely made sure it was in here. (laughs) And um, it's about being generous. We think, you know, generosity generates goodness. We think that, you know, it's obviously more blessed to give than receive there. There's a lot to that. So when she's in in, in the verse where she's um, extending a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy, listen, this is why she's so joyful and fulfilled and content. Like this is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, again, like we talked about with her side hustle, this is easy to do because she's managed her household with the help of her servant girls. Listen, mm-hmm. um, and she's um, not, but that's why she can do this. She can take some, take some of that provision and over, and she's been a good steward and all that. She can help others because of that. So that's important. We think um, generosity is obviously a virtue. It's something to strive for on purpose. So it doesn't happen on accident. Something that we, um, with the questions, we'll kind of examine. Everybody wants to be generous, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't, it's not, you're a busy lady. (laughs) It's not going to happen without you planning it. And so we always say you can, you can do that with your time. You can do that with your, with your words. You can be very generous with your words that will really bless people. You can be generous with any other resource that you have, but you got to plan to do it on purpose. Yeah. And I think that, um, a lot of people associate being generous with money, right? It's like the first thing you think about is uh, giving with money, but there's so much more than that. Like it doesn't even say that she gave anything with cash here. It says she extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arm to the needy. And so, you know, she had time, she had arms. She, what if they just needed a hug? What if they just needed to have a conversation with somebody? What if they just needed a little bit of food, love, you know, to feel to feel seen. Right. So you can, you you can extend a helping hand in so many ways. It doesn't have to be money. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And some questions you can, you can brainstorm on this is describe a time you were generous. It's going to make you feel real good Mm -hmm. and you're going to want to repeat it. Uh, And then, and then think about this. How can you be generous with your time? How can you be generous with your words? How can you be generous with your resources? There's there's a lot of different ways that you can do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, and like to Vanessa's point, when I was a younger mom and didn't have the money to do, I just, gen- I just try to babysit for people or mow their grass if I could help them out or something, um, here and there that was free. Hey, yeah. and, but I knew that would help them. And, um, and it's all like, like everybody knows every time you've ever been able to help somebody, even when they won't accept it, anyone, anyone know anyone <laughs> like that? Uh, <laughs> amazing and you love it and you just want to put that on repeat and on purpose. Awesome. Yeah. I think that is so true because moms do, we think generous. How can, how can I be generous? I especially stay at home moms that don't work. Um, right. that, so they're not bringing in any money and they're with their kids hundred percent of the time. So they're like, I can't be generous with time or money. Like this generous thing has to happen later in life. 
But the truth is, is no, like you can be generous in so many ways, like with your words, thinking about a friend, if you've just gone through a book that you loved, because you do get to be home and read books a little bit more often than someone who can't, but that book made you think of someone, send them that book. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Whatever it is, but like we can be generous in so many ways and it's such a good reminder. Yeah. It's a good reminder. Another thing I, uh, you could do is just, if you think about somebody, text them or call mm-hmm. them just like, yeah. I do think that, you know, Craig Grossell says like, don't, don't let that uh, blessing stay trapped in your yeah. brain, let it out, get it out. So if you have, if you think somebody looks amazing, hello, be generous with your words. Um, you can also voice, voice text mm-hmm. a prayer for people. If you yeah. know that they need it, like there's so many things you can do, even, you know, if you are just watching toddlers run around you in circles, there's still <laughs> ways you can be generous. No, yeah. another thing that helps. Another thing that Craig Rochelle said is one time he was in church and God had put on his heart to, there was somebody in the front row and he, you know, God said, give the person whatever money you have in your wallet. And he said the first time that God um, had spoke to him, he had $10 in his wallet. So he gave the guy $10. And he said the second time that that happened, he had $100 in his wallet. And he said, and I didn't do it because it was a lot of money. And he's like, and I think back now, what blessings did I hold him back from? that I could have, that could have helped him move forward. Cause he talked about like how that $10 helped the person. He had a whole story on how that came back and the person spoke about it and, and thanked him for that. And, um, but he was, you know, he was sad that he didn't give that, that other money just because it was a hundred dollars versus $10. Yeah. yeah. What blessings were, were held back because of that, that thought in his brain that, Oh, it was too much. I can't. And again, I, I know that's monetary, but that can be in other ways that can just be like Shana said, mowing the grass and doing different things for somebody what if the domino effect is you bless them and they bless another, they bless another, like there, there's just so many ways to do that. And, and holding that back, keeping that in your brain and, and instead of saying to your friend, Oh, I thought about you. I was going to text you, but I forgot. Just, yeah. just text him, right? Yeah. Just pick up the phone and just message him and just say, Hey, I just want to know that I'm thinking about you. You may be the first one or the only one that's ever done that for that person. And that yeah. could just really mean the world to them. Yeah. So good. Well, honestly, guys, like, this is crazy. I just think it's amazing that if somebody, so let me first say the, this whole thing that they just went through, you don't have to go back and take notes. It's linked in the show notes in a very pretty work, workbook format. Mm -hmm. And if you honestly go through each of these questions, it is Mm life-changing. It is really life-changing what you guys are doing, even just with this. And it's free. (laughs) So if, if someone actually picks up this workbook or prints this workbook out and goes through it and then applies it to their life, you know, small changes every single day add up to big life change. And just even the, even just the thought considering each of these questions is just, it's life changing. So I think the work that you guys are doing is really, really awesome and can really change a lot of women's lives. Thank you. We appreciate that. Yeah. We just think that, um, we, we appreciate that. Yeah. But I, it's just, God is so good mm-hmm. and he, he, you know, he's got words for us in there and we, we, you know, we kind of passionate about making people love Proverbs 31 woman again. <laughs> yeah. 
just kind of bad rap, but um, I agree with what you said. And I just want to put it out there. Even if there's just one section that they work on and because it, you know, it can be a lot to right. kind of go through all of this, just take one question or one application and try to see how you can put it in your life. And it will bless you because this is all biblical. Hello. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Sometimes when we try to work on a lot or we try to do a lot or answer a lot, or it, it can bring up a lot of feelings or emotions and, and, and you may yeah. right overwhelming. You may just like shut it down, but just do one, one section, one step at a time, even if it's just one a month, if that's all you can do, then that's fine. Um, but you're going to find a lot of joy and a lot of healing in that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So again, you ladies can find this workbook in the show notes. I'm going to link it, link it in the show notes. Um, but you guys also have, um, a podcast and social media and a website. Do you want, I'll put those in the show notes, but do you want to share those on this episode for people that are listening? Yeah, we, it's just myidealbalance.com and our podcast is The Ideal Balance Show. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts and all of our social media, thanks to Vanessa's diligence, is at myidealbalance.com. Oh, no, I'm sorry, at myidealbalance. I'm so good at social media, you guys. That's fine. <laughs> we love it so much. This is really, really, really present on there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate you ladies um, just going through all of that with our ladies here that listen to the show. And I'm excited for them to print out the workbook and go through it. And then if you ladies want to find them, um, like I said, the website, the podcast, their social media and their email, if you want to ask them any questions, their email is info at myidealbalance.com. I'll be sharing that in the show notes too. But thank you ladies so much for being on the show. I'm so grateful for you guys. Thank you so much, Jill. Jill. Thank you for the opportunity. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Faithful Mama podcast, a place where we fill up on Jesus so we can pour into others. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to head over to the ratings and review section. And if this is something that you know will touch another mama's heart, please share it with her. And as always, stay faithful.